Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's got a baby, dude. You know that there's nothing to do once you have a baby. It's there's, not, there's nothing to do. It's nothing you can do. No, it's, well, it's, if, it's, it, it's, if it was uh... just the baby, it'd be one thing well, I think that's... I could get to a little more. Uh, baby, a uh, six-year-old and a convalescing da- uh, wife, daughter. Well, convalescing yeah, wife. And, and then, you know, just my own uh, neuroses plus uh, just, you know, what what is the, this whole podcast is about, right? The, the the nerd stuff that I just I'm super addicted to and can't stop. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah it's true. Like, it's very very true. It's it was, it was Rachel was telling me the day about one of her friends who has like uh, like a collection of like 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 fucking Star Trek figures or something. And she was like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, I know, right? What kind of a loser has that? <laughs> like, in, you know, in, she in still real hasn't men... seen your bedroom, has she? No, this is my, this is, on the this, couch, right? it's, it's in my living room. Yeah, in my living room. And I'm like, who, who does it? Because she's sitting right there telling me this. Well, I'm like <laughs> looking up at my top shelf where I've got like two slave one, like like one's uh, Empire, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then one's Return of the Jedi edition. I've got like... All my Deadpool action figures, the one I bought in, you know, in Malaysia when I was over there, and I've got all these other things. And, and I have a signed picture of Jeremy Bullock, the guy who actually wore the Boba Fett uh, armor the first time. The actor. But it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, your friend should invest in something other than you know, just whatever. <laughs> Tiki, I want you to be honest with me right now. Okay, I want you to mm-hmm. be really. This is this is a serious question. I want you to be honest with me. In your apartment right now. There's a turd that looks like Boba Fett's helmet that you made that's in a glass jar, isn't there? I have not uh, accomplished you, you, that feat you, yet. You, you, you made, you made a Boba Fett that poopy. Feat. It's something that you're... Tr- I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working towards it. The sculpting is a little bit off. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a passable Django. It's a passable Django. That's, yeah, that's... You know what? I get the best like, consistency the, the, from P.F. Chang's, but I get the best moldability out of copious amounts of McDonald's. The, I don't know. So the, the, know toughest, to the, the toughest part is is getting the antenna correct. <laughs> I feel like just a little little sphincteric control. I just actually yeah. see, like, afterwards, very slowly, just pushing, like, a little, uh, like, paper clip into it. Yeah, just, <laughs> like, just giving up and yeah. going with a paper clip. Yeah. Like a tooth like, or look, something. Look, Boom. There. I got the helmet size exactly <laughs> right. It's ex- it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I guess we'll just cheat on the paper clip. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use it as a... I'm going to turn it into a bobblehead, so that way people constantly oh, touch God. it and make it move around. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch that bobblehead. It's no good. It's it's no good to him dead. Is this a Boba Fett bobblehead? And I'm like, yeah, I made it myself. Like, it's never, like keeps on pushing What's on it, and tapping it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Nobody Boba knows what these things like are. I'm I'm near I'm near a wastewater treatment plant. <laughs> you're like you're what Lucas Arts or uh, Lucas Film uh, had uh, made some weird products in the 80s. Yeah, yeah you don't know. Yeah, these things are these things are mysteries. <laughs> Tiki's colon is mysterious. Your friend, yeah, your friend needs to stop being such a loser collecting Star Trek memorabilia. <laughs> like, like, I was like, the whole time I'm saying this, like she's just sitting there, like was like, yeah, it's what I told him too, and I'm like, I can't believe you're not picking up on any of this. Do you not read social cues? <laughs> she's, she's sitting there the whole time. And I'm, I'm like, you're blind to my nerdery because we have sex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, no, my boyfriend's really cool. I'm like, 
she has sexually transmitted nerd blinders on. Oh my god, it's so it's so ridiculous. That is the I'm... best disease a nerd could ever contract <laughs> to give to normals. Yep. To like, normals. Like, to normies. Like, to normies. Look, look at that and I'm like, and I'm like if you, my motorcycle has a Mandalorian sticker on the gas tank. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that was the motorcycle brand. That's a motor. I, I thought know. that was not that Honda? Honda? That looks Honda. like Honda. <laughs> like, like, I think she's just trying to be nice to me at that point. But yeah, the whole time, like, you cannot be complaining about your friend. You're like, I mean, literally, it's like this. the whole shelf is like, Comic books and nerdery and Star Wars stuff. Your your friend's a loser, you say? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this is one of those moments where like the women in our lives only love us because they take pity on us, and we being nerds are like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, she's like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with <laughs> it right a, now. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah what are, are you? you are do? you leaving? Can we share bank accounts? Okay, no problem. I'm happy. I get to see you naked because I know that's a shitty trade-off for you. <laughs> that's a sucker's bargain. It's all just, it's all just pudgy topography and a bunch of fur. Welcome to Save vs. Poison Podcast, a podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever-maddening society. My name is Will. I am your host once again for this, our Season 2, Episode 12. Joining me tonight, he has watched so many bad movies that recently, after a neighbor's, after observing a neighbor, yeah, fuck, start that over. Use your words. He has watched so many bad movies that recently, after observing a neighbor's dog lick itself, he was overheard remarking that if there was an alien in that butthole, he'd love to watch the movie version. He's ticky. Hey, that's not... You would. I know. You would. Yeah, the problem is, is usually whenever a dog starts doing that, it's going to be a worm of some sort. <laughs> looks like, it looks alien, it's not. Could be. Have you, you know, you know but but I'm mad. But imagine how like crazy that like the chestburster scene would have been if it had been like just out the ass. At the butthole. <laughs> Basically, the same premise, just uh, just a different uh, exit route. Yeah, it's sort of like the guy clutching his chest. He'd been like trying to hold his butt cheeks together and like <laughs> the, the horror. Like the horror of it is that like like only like one in like five people ever dies from passing that type of shite. Yeah, it's yeah. Like everybody like, else like, just like man, I had a really hard shit, and then suddenly we've got like alien worm infestation coming out of the uh, the sewers. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah. The next thing you know, you're like Elvis, and it's like forty pounds in his colon, and you're the whole time, and you're thinking. That know. could have been that chest burster. Yeah, totally could have. Totally could have. Could have come Aliens right Aliens killed you. Elvis. Roar, like, <laughs> shake your fist at the stars. But, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. Now, you know what? Now that you've said that, I'm probably going to wind up finding a movie where something like that happens. <laughs> I look forward to that. And then I'll, I will, I, I won't blame you because somebody else will have written it. I'll just, I'll just describe it for you. Why would detail. you blame me? You'd be thanking me. You love these fucking movies. All right. Also joining us this week, once again, when asked... If he'd like to do a local podcast with an old friend, he responded by asking if the eventual goal could be world domination. He's the real-life personification of my favorite Magic the Gathering supervillain, Tybalt. He's Steve. 
Hey, Steve. That was so insulting, the Tibble <laughs> thing. I am genuinely mad now. Yay, I did it. I'm so proud of me. It could be one of the cool ones. No. Mommy, wow. No Steve's a Tibble no, no now. Tibbled. Just, like just a, like. Is it like not a good hero? It's like devil stupid guy i don't know he's I got just nothing. he's a completely was, ineffectual character like there, he's, a, there... he's a rare mythic card whose abilities always are just, just garbage. sort of just garbage, garbage. <laughs> gotcha wow yeah I, that, that was he that just was... called me garbage on <laughs> no, the radio just your abilities <laughs> you've got great style like, i mean kind of our 20 fresh listeners uh, now know Steve Isger. Mark. Mark's like, he Mark. is Tibble. <laughs> you know what's like, funny? Yeah. The amount of times that you bag on him, he's going to be like, yep, I, I told know. everybody. Like, I told everybody this is how Steve is. <laughs> so long. Everybody. Knew. See? Now the radio knows. <laughs> radio speaking my language. He's going to ask if he can be a host next. He's, he's going to be like, I, I like this show. <laughs> I'm just trying to reel him in and keep him hooked, man. That's it. That's all I'm trying to do. Yep, get him addicted early on, yeah. and you can. Uh... I just like those in meta jokes, man. Got to have those in meta <laughs> jokes. Now, now we can finally say to the Magic: The Gathering community, we have something for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> we we kind of barely did before. I think I, I think I talked about playing Commander like once or twice, uh, but it was never ever all that much uh, because neither of my co-hosts were interested in it. I'm not gonna prattle on uh, episode to episode about uh that uh i will i don't care what you guys are interested in i'll talk about shit that you guys don't care about (laughs) well so one of our one of our topics of conversation tonight is going to be about saying yes to uh to new gaming experiences and how that can really lead to some really satisfying really satisfying times so um first of all how's the baby (laughs) (laughs) sounds like he's doing well in the background there all doing very well sounds like a very (laughs) high-pitched arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) he's buff he's super buff he's ripped he's ripping out of every single one of his diapers and not not just in the front (laughs) hi-oh how's everybody doing how you guys doing tell me a story make it good I don't got good stories. I got bad stories. You got bad stories? Yeah. So I got pulled over this weekend. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, buddy. And I got a ticket because my tags are expired. You weren't and able to suck a dick your uh, way out of that? I, well, I mean, she didn't look like she had one. <laughs> you know um, these days. <laughs> you know, you never know. But the thing is, I couldn't even actually be mad about this because it was literally my own stupidity like i was convinced that these that i i wasn't like they didn't expire until october but they definitely expired back in february oh my god how i've managed to get this far is shocking uh so (laughs) funny story and my wife's gonna be like this is a story that i can relate to um (laughs) once uh once upon a time your erstwhile hero and host will uh loved not getting his tags renewed because the cost of getting the tags renewed on his car was more expensive than getting a once a year ticket for having expired tags. <laughs> so you're just like math. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just, I basically just mathed my way through it. And of course, you know, my wife being the rule follower 
and uh, uh, disgusted at her degenerate boyfriend at the time, uh, would rage at me. Why didn't you just take care of this? You could have been like, because every, you know, every single time I get pulled over, it's like 45 minutes of sitting around waiting for them to run a background check on me, which I know just comes up as, you know, uh, socially awkward, you know, half a douchebag kind of uh i know that they have that file the, the fbi's got that file they they listen to the podcast and i'm sure they've got the technology to 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 see into the future and listen to it uh from the past they've got that right yeah that's a thing yeah th- i mean that's a movie you would watch right Tiki? uh the it already is nicholas cage made it i thought that was just like five seconds though uh yeah but it still counts you're right. You're right. You've you've got me there. You win this one, Tiki. And besides, besides, uh, <laughs> if if Nick Cage hasn't made it yet, he's going to. He's <laughs> all right. That was good. <laughs> that guy, man. I don't know. I like. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so I can I can I can relate a little bit uh, on how easy it is to just not get it done. So what 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 else happened? What? Or was that, that it? Was, that that was it, basically. Yeah. I'm just stupid, and I, I you know, I, I got this ticket. She was really nice about it, but, like, also, she, she at one point, she, which is, I mean, I guess this is most people getting pulled over are just jackasses. Sure. She's like, thank you for being so understanding. I was like, I told her, well, this was my own fault, so why am I going to be mad at you? Like, this is yeah. my, like, <laughs> that is... like, it's not like anybody other than me fucked this <laughs> I kind of wonder. I so so something that's going on in the back of my head. Yeah. So yeah. You you. I mean you, you had a you had a you had a forget me fuck up. That that happens from time to time. Uh, we all you know we all make that kind of like stupid banal mistake or banal whatever you want to however you want to pronounce that. Word. Banal. 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 I don't know. Bane. Bane is B A N E, and he was in a Batman movie, so I call it banal because it's evil and bad. I don't, don't want like to do banal. tickets. Yeah, I don't want to do banal. All right. So. <laughs> So, um, uh, and now I'm like wondering, like, so that was a really like positive interaction with a negative outcome for you. And I yeah, wonder but I laugh if at everything. I, I wonder if, uh, I want I, I gotta wonder if like women cops are like more by the book than dude cops. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering, maybe we could ask Kayla. We have a... I- Friend of the yeah, not could, not friend of the show because she doesn't know it exists, but I'm sure she would be. Ha <laughs> ha! But uh, yeah, she's a she's a police officer. Uh, in what in what form? <laughs> I'm sure she would be. Yeah, How? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so she can hear us basically acting like jackasses. So there, um, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um. But now I'm wondering because like I literally should have been like I got pulled over for a busted taillight once, and I'd had a couple beers. This is you know several years ago, and. He could have cited me. He could have hung out around me a little bit long. Like, just just by not citing me, I wonder if that was, like, what got me out of not getting thrown in jail. So, so interestingly enough, um, and this was some years back, and this was in a different state, but I was talking to uh, a friend's husband, somebody random, who was a cop. And his whole thing, and this is maybe this speaks to your theory here, because as a guy, his whole thing, he said that he would rather write a ticket for an open container than do the paperwork for a DUI. Oh my god! Huh, so he was funny. his whole thing was like any time that you know, like he saw somebody, he would he would always cite them for that over, 
you know, actually having to do work, which I'm just like, huh. you're a shitty cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> but he can't like like he lets he lets that go but he's like yeah i caught like 16 murderers last week so fuck you yeah you don't know you, you don't, don't know. know this is true this is 100 i don't know i literally met the guy once and heard the story so <laughs> i wonder if justin will listen justin justin if you listen to this let me know man uh let me let, uh, reach out to the show we'd look honestly he'd be, i think he'd be a pretty good pretty fun guest to have on the show sometime uh yep uh, he's he's got a great sense of humor and, and dealing with drunk people and addicts from the far end of the criminal spectrum. Uh, he's is, a cop. Yeah, yeah, he's a cop. Um, that's the that's the fast way of saying what you're getting at there. He's a cop. Thank you, thank you. He's for, a friend of ours. He's funny. You. He's a cop. So he probably are you trying to? Stories. Are you giving me the wrap it up like the like, <laughs> like the Oscar wrap it up light? Is that what you're fucking doing? It's my show, Dick. <laughs> I will drag this out as long as I can. <laughs> he's going all this. Just, why are you talking from the other end of the spectrum against the criminals? He comes. He's like, what? he fights the darkness with a flashlight and a badge. And he's like, you want to just say he's a cop? We can just move along. For everybody, yeah, I, I so absolutely. For everybody by, by the way, <laughs> I ahead, absolutely agree with you that he that he would be a, he would be a fun guest. He is yeah, he yeah. is hilarious. He always makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah he's a great guy. Uh... <laughs> Just like for you to be giving me the rap, like for everybody that doesn't know Tiki and everybody that does, he has like the same eight stories that he's been telling since 1996, and we all know them. It's and he right. never takes a word out. Nope, I actually add things in. Like by the end, by the end of a night of drinking with Tiki and I and like Fireball and Danny, it used to be. The same way that bar audience would sing Sweet Caroline, we would know his stories. Yep. <laughs> Everybody knows. And then I took her to the bathroom, and that's where we shagged for a while. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, well, Meanwhile. I'm really sorry to hear that, man. That that, that sucks, uh, sucks butts that... Uh, a, a little mistake like that led to uh, a pleasant encounter with That's, a police officer. Yeah, like I said, is it, is it though? I don't want to be that guy, but is it a little bit like you? At any given point in time, you could have walked to the back of your car and you know verified. Oh, that. completely. Like I said, in my head, I was like, "This is not due till October." So when she when she told me that she's like, "Your your tags expired in February," and I was like. Nuh-uh. How dare you? Kind of. And she's like, I just ran She's like, I just ran your plates and everything. She's like, yep, they came back expired. And I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I'm pretty damn sure. So, I mean, here I am just like, okay, I guess. Yeah, like, what you, like I think your computer system is flawed. Yeah, it's out to like, get me. I'm not about Is to that argue a PC or a Mac? Like, yeah. you're, like you're, 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 you're down know. to like argue, argue yeah. the hardware she's using. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, I'm just like, and, and so in the end, I look at you know the registration and all that stuff when she hands it back, and I'm like, well, I'll be fucking damned. Like I didn't believe her in the first place. It sure. took like that long for sure. me to be like, I because in the end, I did walk to the back of the car and was like, yep, that fucking says February. It's <laughs> <laughs> like she, you're just like. Can I get out and go check your work here? I'm going to go check your math on this one. <laughs> so you uh, ask the cop to show her work? Holy crap. Two, it's a two well, that's the, a two so and a 21. That, that worries me, too, is that I got this ticket on a weekend. And, I mean, now, you know, here we are. But uh, I, I've, I've since, you know, 
taken steps to rectify the matter, but I'm concerned that I'm going to get, you know, pulled over again and have to be like, please don't give me a ticket. Like, I've already got one. Please, please, please. Yeah, so, you got to, like, yeah, most cops hope, I've like, met don't get will. the rule followers, like, yeah, no, you're, you're fucking. I think, it's, I think for, the, for the most part, most of the cops that I've dealt with about this uh, have, have basically had, like, almost, like, not like a 30-day rule, but they've, they've got a, they've got some of them like a 30-day rule that says, okay, you got this ticket 30 days ago. I'm going to give you another ticket because obviously 30 days isn't enough time for you to get your shit together. Or they'll, <laughs> they'll say it's within 30 days and you know, oh, okay, gotcha. You know, you're just like officer so-and-so already hit me for this one. And you know, I, I checked her work and everything <laughs> in the back of the car. <laughs> I counted the Turns months. Out she was right. <laughs> from then until now. And, and I, you I, know, I said she was right. So I gave up <laughs> in this ancient chess <laughs> match. So I uh, I confirmed her work, you know. Say something really awful, like you should you should really like follow that one with like I checked her work, uh, it was right. You know, a lot of girls though not good at math. Uh, oh. She was all right. You know, like say something like that. <laughs> I trying to check the work in the first place. But, you like, need to have like a really specific type of cop pull you over for that shit to work, buddy. He's gonna get like he get your ass kicked doing something Seriously. like that. Seriously. <laughs> I do that's not. That's how con- I ended up. <laughs> that's how I ended paralyzed. up being called Billy Club and the Butt Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got. Then that's how I got my eye socket broken when I fell down <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> I just, I just, I couldn't stop falling down. I just kept tripping and tripping. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, what I'm getting at is, you should totally uh, take my advice on that one. Do not take. <laughs> we, here on the Save vs. Poison podcast, we do not condone sexist bullshit like that. <laughs> no, I was that's but no, that's actually really the few times I've been pulled over by female officers, they've generally been pretty, you know, realistic about everything and, and, and down to earth. I think that for most of the cops that I would I would uh, I would know now would have said if you had been within like even a sixty day window of overdue Oh, because I think, of the pandemic and everything, they would have, they probably would have let it slide. But I, I think that's exactly what would have happened. But she's yeah. like, yeah, February. <laughs> February, yeah. It's, it's just that she's like, they are February. really late. Can you imagine like Judge you know, Dredd presiding over this case is like, you're a chronic offender. Six years in the ISO cubes. So it's like, so, so I guess the, I guess the funny thing for me is just the, just the thought of like, do you know the order of the months of the year, Steve? <laughs> like, like she hands you back your um, registration and like, a calendar. So, it's not June yeah. next month. <laughs> so February happens at the beginning of the year, and right now we're towards the end of the year. And you, you can tell because now? pumpkin spice is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can pumpkin spice ever. Goddamn Oktoberfests. Everybody has an Oktoberfest right now. And it Ugh. sucks because it's my favorite type of beer. I know. Really? Eh. I love no. it. I, I love eh. I've been to Oktoberfest. Fuck you. I can't, not, I can't have a beer. Like, it doesn't matter right. what I'm, my favorite no, beer I'm, is I'm anymore. Trying to, I'm trying to just, you know, like support you and be trying like. Trying to mitigate yeah, it by eh. saying that shitty like you were, beer. You had terrible taste was... when you were drinking as an alcoholic. <laughs> also, you were a terrible person as an alcoholic. <laughs> just so we're on the same page. Yeah, no, we're so we're, you're, you're, we're all we're all uh we're all writing in them goddamn. So if I understand correctly, eh, you needed better beer, <laughs> yeah. and you would have been a better alcoholic. I think if I'd had worse beer, I would have drank less of it up to a point. Exactly. That's yeah. I I I yeah. It never worked for me. Yeah, no. Like, I remember. I remember uh, the the old chub that you brought. Yes. 
uh, like 12% beer, and you had like a six-pack of it before oh, you left eight. for the uh, Old Chubb was eight or nine. It wasn't 12. But it was still potent. Yeah, don't get so me wrong. I, it's still potent. I'm gonna. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta find out from our mutual friend because I remember very distinctly talking with him about the fact that it was not just like overproof, but like super. Like, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Old, old Chub is old. Chub is is tough stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, it was. But like, I thought that tasted like shit. Like, I thought it was awful. You know what's funny is I actually didn't like the taste that much either, but be, but like because when I was drinking because it had a high alcohol content. Destination, not the journey. Yep, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Oh, yeah, I was no problem, bud. Yeah, man, that was that was seriously like <laughs> the journey isn't what's important. The destination. <laughs> now that's what's cool. Like, like yeah, let's take a road trip down to El Paso and then cut across South Texas to get somewhere in austin yeah the journey is meaningless <laughs> like, the journey, like the nothing about that i care about we just want austin yeah oh yeah, my god same thing so, let's drive up to seattle oh my god it's so beautiful out here fuck you guys how much longer is it gonna be yeah 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 <laughs> i don't care about northern california and oregon fuck this noise yeah and and, and you're right I, I used to i i really did i got into a lot of the uh the high-powered beers yeah and uh yeah well, by the end of it, I was just slugging Jack Daniels and uh, and Tito's, and not necessarily not at the same time. No. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, uh, you know that. Whiskey always made me like nauseous. Like, uh, it just didn't. It never settled right. Uh, you know. Huh. Well, well. I, I got to think about that. Like, I don't know. I like. I honestly, I think certain beers made me nauseous but whiskey and i mean that was kind of why i started drinking that and just coors light and then like the occasional crafted beer so i could yeah like, and Coor- well coors light was like the ideal connoisseur or something yeah coors light was like the ideal like it pairs with everything kind of beer because it's like just doesn't taste like anything yeah well well to, not necessarily true coors light was the most delicious beer on earth i'd ever had after playing hockey I couldn't drink anything else, and because I was so dehydrated at the end of a game, and my mouth tasted like, uh, just, you know that mouth taste when you get really dehydrated? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Coors Light on that is, it, it was amazing. It was so good. Like, that first There's Coors so Light when water. we got to, like, whatever bar we were going to after the game was just so delicious. So delicious. So, um. All right. Well, awesome. So, since anyways, we're talking about, how are you? How are, how was your weekend? We didn't we didn't uh, we didn't get uh, an update. Yeah, I kind of dominated right? that. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> He's dominated. Uh, He's. Uh, stuff before I've dominated stuff. I dominated dominating, uh, and he's been on the podcast longer than you. So you got you got you got a little room to to play catch up. Tiki, how was your weekend, man? How are things? How's your week? Uh, weekend was all right. Week was not perfect or great, but I don't want to air any dirty laundry. But uh, well, weekend was fine. I didn't. I didn't do too much. I rode my motorcycle around quite a bit. Um, hung out with Rachel, watched some bad movies, watched a good movie, a good movie that I would recommend uh, called Fat Man, which stars Mel huh. Gibson. It's, it's some sort of like really bizarre, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like the rest of the world is normal, but Santa Claus for some reason exists, oh, but he's yeah. also semi-normal too. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so bizarre. And there's this like hitman who's just like, like cleaning house on everybody and he gets hired to kill Santa Claus. It's so 
totally insane. Yeah, I, um, I remember seeing. Uh, wait, have we forgiven Mel Gibson for his sins? Probably, uh, I guess. Yeah, maybe. He's old as hell, and he's not like making blockbusters anymore. But this is a really <laughs> good like. This would be like this would be a very good Christmas movie. It really would. <laughs> like, funny. like if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, this is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I mean, Die Hard is 100% a Christmas movie. I've got See, the, I've got go. a T-shirt that uh, says uh, Nakatomiya Christmas uh, Party, uh, 1984. Bam. I think was when that movie came out. Yeah. I think something like that. Anyways, uh, yeah. So yeah. that that was that was that was my weekend though. Nothing much happened. All right, cool. Well, I think that's a good life check-in. Um, time for I think an alcoholism check-in. My name is Will. I'm an alcoholic. My name is Tiki. I'm an alcoholic. My name's Steve. I am not an alcoholic. But you're a sexy pustule? Do you wanna do you wanna follow up with that? With uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I want to. I yep. want okay, to. cool. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> My name's Steven and I'm not a I'm not an alcoholic, but I do like telling jokes sometimes. <laughs> uh yeah. That was yeah, a good would... pause. That was a good dead dead air kind of thing. It was. I like, like the awkward silence. It was fun. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. I'm I'm pretty sure you say the same thing to your uh, to your wife after sex. Just awkward that silence. I'm not an alcoholic? No, that you <laughs> the awkward <laughs> silence part. I just stare at her. I, 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 I know that I do. I like <laughs> I spend, like, I get done when Rachel and I, whenever, like, when we get done having sex, I immediately go and, like, get a shower, get cleaned up. I don't say anything to her. I don't make eye contact at all. I just, just basically try to cool off as much as possible. Because it's, <laughs> it's so hot. I just stand no, I there staring at my wife's nipples she's, because she's I think gonna, the last she, ones I'm, I'm ever going to see. She's like, no, and Rachel listens to the podcast, you know the so she's going to be laughing about that. But, yeah. Uh, it's, that'll be my that'll be my big thing. No awkward silences. That's what I use to to, to turn on my lady. <laughs> just sort just, of like just standing there in my tidy whities, uh, <laughs> uh, shuffling back and forth awkwardly with an erection pointing directly towards my belly button, tucked into the waistband of my uh, my underwear. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, I mean, with, a, with I, a very thin mustache. Not to be overly critical, but that's also the same way that you pick up uh, chicks at a diner. Diner, oh, or, King or Super's roller, parking lot, or, buddy. Come on. Yeah. Or roller rink. Um. <laughs> or roller rink. <laughs> what? They don't have a ton of money, so I'd look like a catch. <laughs> Awkward silences. Yeah, you just stand around waiting for them to come near your van. You pull them inside and you drive off. I offer to let them come inside the van. That's the problem, though. You're ruining the awkward, say... you're, you're, you're ruining the awkward silence if you're going to talk. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I don't... I didn't, I, most language, yeah. most most communication Ooh. is nonverbal. What is what is your love language, Will? Because I know which one mine is. It's awkward silences. <laughs> Normally, it's food. So <laughs> <laughs> when I stuff you with a turkey, you know I want to get down. <laughs> like you every single romantic to... encounter with me is me just trying to stuff egg roll after egg roll into you before I stuff my egg roll in you. <laughs> That's how you get infections. That's how I get infections. <laughs> That's how you get infections. <laughs> You're just asking. You're asking for all sorts of complications. That's a UTI just waiting to happen, Mister. <laughs> he left. He left some dim sum in me, and it rotted. <laughs> why is it? By the way, why is it all like Chinese food that you're using right now? You started up with a turkey, but now you've gone straight down like egg rolls, dim sum. 
because daddy likes finger food. (laughs) 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 Fuck. Oh, God damn it. I think I'm so much more clever than I actually am. This sucks. So, anyways, uh, that was disgusting. alcoholism check-in five minutes later. <laughs> Can you be serious? Cut it out, okay? We're, we're talking serious stuff. <laughs> so, like uh, Will's turducken. This week was easier. This week was a lot easier. Um, you know, my wife being home, healthy, and even though we've had some, we've had some conversations that uh, have been kind of. They've been hard to have, not because uh, they're fights, but because we're not. We there's there's one section of our lives that we're not that we haven't been communicating very well um, with each other over a really long period of time. So that has added some stress recently because all of it's sort of bubbling up to the surface. Um, but none of it has been uh has resulted in me having any undue non-contextually based cravings you know that if you're a frequent listener of the podcast you know what that is if you're not it's the 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 cravings that you get when you see somebody else drinking and having a good time so um just recently uh, uh my wife and i were at a fundraiser for mending faces which is the charity work that she does uh that she's on the board for. sorry well, Manny Faces, the bad guy from He-Man? Not Manny Faces. No, no, no. Mending okay. Faces. Mending Faces. Oh, we go geez, to Yeah, wow. Yeah, I yeah. was way off. Yeah, okay. Way off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, though, and I really, really like that you're bringing up some He-Man references. Um, but it's a it's a charity that goes to third world countries and fixes cleft palates and lips on little kids that would be ostracized if not for these uh, procedures being done for free like they bring in everything from outside the country the local infrastructure has to do literally nothing but set up a space for them to work which is fantastic so uh we had the um we had the the fundraiser for it and two of the the people that are really really key to the uh the the organization are really heavy drinkers when they're at these events I don't know if they are anywhere else because I never see them outside of this stuff, but they're really, really heavy drinkers. So um, uh, I sort of thought that a great fundraiser would be to have each one of them use my breathalyzer to see which one blows higher and then have like a pool around it and not tell them that there was going to be a pool. <laughs> thought that'd be a great way to earn like an extra 10 or 15 grand because, you know, it's a great way to not only mock them a little bit because uh, <laughs> I think they might be problematic drinkers that that acknowledge it uh, but uh, yeah I thought it'd be I don't know kind of funny but uh, so I was around a whole bunch of very drinky adults this week and I had a great opportunity to talk to somebody who overheard that like she's this person was they're building their own business and my wife talked to them about the fact that we are building you know this podcast and by extension building a brand around the save versus poison uh podcast name and i went into the you know the specifics of uh why we're doing it and what we get out of it and it was it was really cool like uh being able to add one more person to the 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 sort of chain of accountability that that 
I think that we've started with with this uh, with this podcast. So uh, that was really cool. I I you know got through all that with flying colors and and had had a had a good sober week uh, this last week. How about you, Tiki? Uh, yeah, I had a pretty, I guess, decent week. I didn't have too many cravings. The ones that were, that, I mean, uh, it can be it can be a little difficult to, to shrug off. But I uh, I find that for the most part, with me, um, and it's not that I do this because of this other thing. It's that because I have my car like on like shut down right now i'm not using my car for pretty much anything i ride my motorcycle everywhere there is nowhere on my motorcycle to carry anything i don't wear a backpack when i ride Mm -hmm. so when i go out and about there's like just really no opportunity like and i also and i've always always had a rule about you know i will not drink if i'm going to ride my motorcycle Mm -hmm. uh, with every bike that i've ever owned and it's this it's, it's really no different now um but that was, you know, that's like one of those like funny little things where it like becomes really easy to to push off drinking. I do uh, recall uh, being in a social setting where there was a lot of um, a lot of drinking around me, though. That, mm-hmm. and I got that, I got that like feeling. You see somebody else doing it, it's like that looks like fun. Yep. Yep. yep, yep yeah. Yep. But other than, but you know, but that wasn't that wasn't terrible either. It's just you know, just is what it is right now. Yeah, moving through the. I'm kind of going through the motions. Didn't have a terribly tempting week. Um, was kind of stressful, but I, I guess, at the end of the day, I just come home and then I just you know I watch TV or I, or I play video games. I don't like the 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 thought doesn't like occur to me that oh man I really should have a bunch of booze just you know on hand. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't like really that doesn't like really occur to me nowadays. That's good, so, man. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you were able to get through uh, the the that last week. Uh, well, uh, we yeah, I know it wasn't briefly a, about making sure that you had somebody that you you know reassuring that uh, yeah, you had somebody yeah. to call and yeah. So that's awesome. Man. Yeah, I'm I reached really out to my uh, to my support network uh, to a couple of different people, and uh, that 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 that's it is it is like and i and i have to say this to everybody who listens to my podcast uh having a really good support network is is like it, it's just it's just huge um yeah and hopefully everyone's got like a friend or someone they can just be incredibly honest with and be very i mean really just be very open with and talk about these things and you know um mm-hmm. And don't think that this is a like you like have a friend, have somebody that you you feel will not judge you, that you can contact. Because in those moments, right before you're about to do something that you know that you're going to regret later, the last thing but you want a totally open pipeline to that person. Mm-hmm. You don't want exactly. any kind of a speed bump that's going to make you think if I call them right now, are they going to judge me? No, it's got to be yep. a. I think I might go drink. I need to call them. And they need to help. They they need to talk me off a ledge. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't so want I, I want to put responsibility on them, but I hope they'll talk me off a ledge. How's that? Does that sound so? Like, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and to be and to be clear, I didn't have that like I need to be talked off a ledge moment. It was more of a just a call and a check in. Yeah, yeah. And a hey, this is what's been going on. I'm really stressed out. This is how I'm feeling. I just wanted to have somebody to speak with about it, but yeah. other than that, yeah. Beyond that, I was I was in good shape. I have in the past, uh, just so everyone, just to be clear, I have in the past uh, reached out to and used my support network, and um, it's been it's actually it's it is it's really it's really awesome that that, that I have that. Yeah. 
Um, and it's not just my therapist. It's, you know, friends and family mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Steve, you got so, anything that you uh, would like to, to tack on, add on into uh, the, the sobriety portion of the show? Anything, any insights into what you've heard on the show before? Anything tonight? No, just, yeah. I mean, you know, you guys talking about, like you said, the sport network, I've... I've I mean, you're you know, part like of a support think, network. Yeah, I like to think that I'm, I'm, you know, that for for any number of my friends if mm-hmm. they needed somebody. Um, no, you're one of mine. I tend to be super judgy, but not about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly just about being compared to Tybalt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're if you're if they're having a real problem, then you know I'm I'm here for them. But uh, you yeah, know, yeah. If it's something no. ridiculous like the game they're playing, then yeah, <laughs> I judge Mark <laughs> and his terrible decks. <laughs> <laughs> take that mark <laughs> so um no it's a so this this topic of conversation the the tiki's check-in uh dovetails really really nicely with our topic of conversation for tonight which is doing the maintenance so when we say doing the maintenance it is almost a one-to-one comparison to anything else that we do maintenance on your car is not going to run in the long run if you don't do the maintenance on it your teeth are going to fall out if you do not do the maintenance on it your you know there there are negative aspects of uh of running a machine the human machine any any anything like that uh that if you don't do the maintenance on it you're going to have issues much faster well doing the maintenance for sobriety is just as important because it does two very distinct things one it uh shows to other people that you're putting in the work that's important for all of the trust building that needs to be done to let them know that any emotional energy that they pour back into you after you stop drinking is well-founded Two, it shows you how close you are to possibly relapsing. Some of the very first things that you do before relapsing in a lot of instances is you stop going to meetings. You stop talking to your friends about, uh, to, to your friends that, that you talk to regularly about your sobriety. You stop doing those things, checking in on yourself, going to therapy. These are the maintenance uh tasks that you have to do to make sure that you're staying on a path that's going to keep you healthy <clears throat> one of the uh, shit i lost my train of thought so i gotta recollect and then we'll edit out the short pause here you can do it thank you <laughs> got his fucking head off <laughs> That seems inappropriate at this juncture. Might have gone a bit far with that one, bud. Maybe, yeah. That's that's you done me dirty on that one. Now I can't stop thinking about Rob Schneider, which is not what I want to think when I want to stay sober. <laughs> um. Oh, um, that aha found it. So uh, maintenance aha! is yeah, victory. Aha. So maintenance is not. It's not the glamorous stuff, you know. When you tell somebody for the first time that you're sober when you get a positive reaction to that that feels really good it really does at least in my case uh i told one of the surgeons that i used to work for that i'm that i that i'm an alcoholic 
just this last weekend. He was one of the surgeons that, that works with mending faces. And he didn't know, but he comes up to me out of nowhere and he goes, hey, uh, I see you're not drinking. What's what, what gives? And I just clap him on the arm and I go, Gary, I'm an alcoholic, man. And it was like, oh, whoa, hey, I had no idea. Well, you look great. Uh, sounds like you're doing great. Like, you know, I, it, well, it's a little bit socially awkward. He's a great guy, though. So doing the maintenance, it's not it's not glamorous. It's it's not the fun part of and fun part of being sober. It's not the it's not the part that gives you uh, a ton of emotional po- emotionally positive feedback. It's just the stuff that you have to do to keep being sober. And that's why it's so important to find a method for talking with like-minded people. Tiki and I don't go to AA meetings. We don't go to secular uh, secular AA meetings. We don't go yeah, to... I've already complained about that. This is what we <laughs> do for that. So every single week that we have an episode is another week that we went to meeting. Every single time I'm on a Twitch stream, that's one more time that I'm, quote, going to a meeting. That's the sort of, you know, community that, that we're looking to build here. So get yourself those people that uh, you can talk to about your sobriety. Find yourself a way to talk with other people in sobriety. Go to therapy check in with your loved ones make sure that you're not hiding anything from them especially when it comes to uh uh, your your addiction uh because all that stuff is what's going to lead you towards towards relapse and if you you know if if you relapse it's not the end of the world you just have more work to do and, you know, my mother always said that it's easier to keep a clean house clean than try to clean a completely dirty house. And I, I really do agree with that, especially with, uh, with, with this as the, as the model for it. So, um, you know, I think that Tiki's examples during his check-in work perfectly to describe why it's so important to have that network of people that you can talk to uh, when things get frustrating for you and when you feel like, you would like to you would like to unburden yourself with a little bit of that stress. So, uh, what do you think, Tick? Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where I was going with it all. It's um, it's it doesn't have to mean crisis. It, it you know support groups um can be can be just you know just your friends or family members. It can be a therapist. It can be somebody that you just have the ability to reach out to and 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 get help from in a pinch. Um, But also the maintenance piece of, you know, like you were saying, uh, doing the work. You have to put in the work. You really do. Uh, You can go to AA meetings. I won't say no to that. Um, I think that, uh, I think that I've tried to go to some of them. I didn't feel like I got a lot out of it. It didn't feel like I was getting the work out of it. But I think that through, uh, through kind of a combination of therapy, time, and, and seeing myself, doing the work, changing myself, making efforts to be a different person or be a better person. Um, I think that that's actually really, really helped. I think the maintenance is a really, yeah, it's a very big deal. Um, Badass. All right, let's talk some, uh, let's talk geek. Let's move on to some geek stuff. So, um, 
what are you guys playing? You guys playing anything at all? Do you get to uh, get some time on uh, on some screen or with some cardboard or some paper or some miniature plastic stuff? What 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 you guys do? <laughs> uh, that's a yes for me. Uh, <gasps> I've done uh, a both actually quite a few. What? Um, I, I managed to get some decent time on Hollow Knight, so I've gotten. I have no idea if I've gotten far. I've I've opened up a lot of areas, and that's kind of cool. Um, it's a pretty addicting game. I like it so far. Souls likes. And, um, yeah, definitely Souls-like. Uh, <laughs> the uh, latest expansion for Magic the Gathering just came out uh, officially this weekend, I believe. Was and it Midnight Hunt? Is that what it's called? Yes, I think yeah. that's the name of it. Sounds right. Um, yeah, Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Yeah, yeah. So I picked up some of that. Um, I've managed to open packs. That's about all I've gotten to do. <laughs> um, that's part of the nerding. Yeah, pulled some some fun fun things that I think uh, be interesting to brew with. Uh, make some you know some new decks. Um, so yeah, yeah, I actually managed to get a little bit of nerding in. That's awesome, man! I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> Very happy to hear that. Tiki, did you get any nerding in? No, I actually really didn't. What? Yeah, I didn't oh, really do like anything nerdery. I um, I mean. Powered up the Xbox. Uh, I will say this: I did. They they had the free games on Xbox One. Sure. I looked there, and through my Xbox Gold, I got uh, Samurai Showdown Two. Oh my and god! And I, I remember playing this. Yeah, I remember playing this in the like in the arcade. Nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety six were the Samurai Showdown games. Neo wow. Geo, Neo yeah, Geo, yeah. and and all that, right? Yeah. So I I downloaded that. And I was like, sweet. So I started trying to play it. And uh, uh, first of all, uh, the ninja's name is Hanzo Hattori, which is, you know, big shout out to, to the actual real Hanzo Hattori. Um, Not just the but what's, Bill uh, character, but the original. Uh... Oh, no, no, the, the, the historical one. Yep. Yeah, he was like, he's the reason that his name shows up for like almost every, for every ninja that they put in every movie or cartoon <laughs> these days. It's it's because he was a badass. But uh, after, once I, once I, I was like, I'm going to play the ninja, play Hanzo Hattori. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some fighting. So I hop in and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so I kept going back and I kept going back into the info and everything else and trying to figure it out. And what I'm guessing is the original game for the Xbox 360 must have come with instructions for all the moves, for all the characters. Can only be played by a dance pad. <laughs> right, like something like that. Well, anyway, uh, what I found out, because I, I wasn't going to look, I didn't look up the, the maneuvers or anything like that, the specials, but what I found out was I got my ass kicked like two rounds in a row and I have no idea what I'm doing. And I was like, well, I'm done with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was for the extent of my nerdery. Was I was trying to relive some nostalgia from my youth, and I wound up getting like just utterly disappointed by it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I just I bought uh, like a couple of weeks ago. I bought Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and I booted it up on my PlayStation. I was like, I'm gonna try playing this, and I'm like, okay, I can go left or right or jump a little, swing, whip, wait. Fuck, this game sucks. I'm going back to anything else that's on my PC right now. This game fucking sucks. How did how did this Yeah, I, I tried playing like like so Mega long. Man. I had the same thing with like Mega Man 5 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, One of the Mega yeah. Man games. Like there's they're like little pellet bullets firing everywhere and I'm like, "The hell does anybody get through this?" The mega, it was the P, it was the P Buster. It's the P Buster. Oh. All the Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I don't I just I was looking at it and I'm like and I like by the time I got through that particular section I think I'd been shot like 6 times. I was nearly dead, and, and it's like moving in the next section, and I'm like, nah, I'm I'm, I'm fine. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. 
That's for a awesome. little while, probably forever on this game, really. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last time he ever booted that game up forever. <laughs> yes, Clarice. Yeah. Why'd, you make it, why'd you say it like Dr. Lecter? I didn't. I said it like Morgan Freeman. Oh, wow. No, that was wow. definitely... <laughs> it was Dr. Yeah. Morgan Lecter. <laughs> Dr. <Yeah>. Morgan Lecter. <laughs> like Morgan Freeman is Hannibal Lecter. And Andy like, Clarice first came my to my cell. <laughs> and I ate him. <laughs> Clarice came to my cell. I told her what her cheap shoes looked like. <laughs> she was my I let her know that the person she was I looking for him. might be the famous <laughs> outlaw Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't do a good Morgan Freeman. I never said I did. You do not. I do not. But I've, neither I've got... neither does Tiki. <laughs> no, nope, not at all. But I did just think of how cool it would have been if Andy Dufresne had been the killer in, um, oh, the hell is the movie? The Shawshank Redemption? The Shawshank, no, 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 no. The AMC movie of the week, every week, every hour, every day? No, it's the one with Hannibal Lecter. The one with the butterflies and shit what is that uh, werewolves on uh no. <laughs> wheels <laughs> that is not it either I'm okay sure. now you're just now I'm you're just being sure. a jerk look i already had a bad experience in nostalgia with the game before i don't need to be kind of mocked on this one either i had right? a bad experience listening to you tell me about werewolves on wheels <laughs> <laughs> whose fault is that gee i wonder <laughs> you blame you blame me for that <laughs> you gotta you take victim some, blaming some bitch. You gotta take some. You gotta take some of the responsibility here. Uh, uh. You gave me a platform. Uh, you fuck, could have fuck. turned off your head, my, your headphones That's, at any time. I just walk away and leave you. Steve was help. Steve was cheering the whole time, saying do he it, wanted to watch the movie, despite it. the fact that I told him not to. Will hates <laughs> this, and I love that. <laughs> I'm just um, so the thing is I just advertising works on me so <laughs> yeah, yeah that is that is true <laughs> he tried that uh that KFC double double fried chicken sandwich <laughs> I have not tried that good I'm trying to remember if I actually did or not two uh two fried chicken breasts uh bacon cheese between. double down double yeah oh the KFC double down yeah 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 um so <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so I have had uh, I've had a good uh, I've had a good nerding good old nerding time uh, this week. So I've been playing a lot of Borderlands Three. Uh, I love that game. It's uh, really is sort of the the apex of the Borderlands series. You know, I've played through one, two, the pre sequel, and the Telltale storytelling game. Which, by the way. I think is probably the second best of the games. Uh, it's like watching a Borderlands movie that you get to interact with just a little tiny bit. It's like not even that much, but the story and the characters are a lot of fun, and it, it retains the sort of you know juvenile humor of the Borderlands series. Um, and then yeah, playing uh, a lot of Borderlands three on stream uh, the last couple of days, uh, last couple of weeks. Um, and then last or yesterday, I had a I got you know the the hall pass to not sleep with another woman but to get out of the house and have a full day of nerding so i went and played a full day of board or of uh, board of bolt action which is the world war ii uh 28 millimeter um miniature game that i play or that play this is the very first time i've ever played it so it was a tournament that i was invited to about two and a half months ago that i said and maybe i'll show up to it then last week, after I told my wife about 
uh, after after saying on the on the show that I needed my wife to kick me out the door sometimes and how that was important for you know maintaining uh social relationships and being able to like not just hoard shit in my basement but actually go out and play with the you know the the x-wing and the armada and the age of sigmar and bolt action war machine all that crap um she did she kicked me out the door she said you've you 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 got to go do this uh go play in the tournament even though i had never played this game i barely read the rules i went and uh i was i was you know reasonably happy to go uh this was right when sort of a lot of the culmination of the talks, the, the communication between my wife and I were finally coming back to a congruous place. So I was feeling, you know, better in general uh, about the, the state of uh, my life in the world. So I get to the I get to the game store and I meet 13 other like minded nerds that all have a you know, sort of a bent towards historical gaming instead of fantasy or science fiction gaming, which is a little bit different, but a lot of the same personality traits sort of transfer over. So I still felt pretty at home. Everything's painted. The terrain is all three-dimensional and beautiful. The tournament director has got everything on lock. So, you know, we get our pairings and we're off and running. And every single one of the opponents that I played the very first thing that I did was, hey, I made this mistake in my list building because I didn't know about these rules for the tournament specifically. And I've never played this game before, but I am an experienced war gamer. And every single one of them had just an amazing amount of patience. I had three fantastically fun games where I only went on tilt one time because of one screwy rule that everybody in the game thinks is pretty screwy. So uh, apparently that's like a gotcha moment for everyone the first time it happens. It just so happened that it happened to me on my first day playing the game. I had a great time. And that sort of is kind of what I'm wanting to talk about as far as a topic is being open to saying yes to new gaming experiences. I was so opposed to the idea of Magic the Gathering for years. I thought that that game was just a cash grab. And to be perfectly honest, I still kind of think that it is. No, it, but, it, it 100% is. <laughs> yeah, but because of the format that we predominantly play, I don't feel as bad about it. Because these are all things that I can purchase secondhand that don't necessarily have to come from Wizards Wizards of the Coast directly. I can purchase sure. these from my friends, from like local gaming stores that have open cards because there's a big, gigantic uh, resale market for this sort of stuff. So I feel really good about that. If I hadn't, if if I hadn't had a friend, Steve, who was open to a new play experience, War Machine, which I introduced him to, I never would have had the sort of feeling of reciprocity that I needed to push me into playing Magic the Gathering with him, meeting all of his friends that play the game as well, and really, really enjoying my time with them. That led to some really great memories, a lot of fun, um, some people that now if I'm in a place where I need to talk myself off a ledge, or, you know, down off a ledge, I could probably call, you know, at least two or three of them and have a conversation about, hey, I'm worried that I might drink. And they'll probably look at me and say, 
yeah, I think that's probably a bad idea, buddy. What's going on? What can we, what, what, what can be done? So being open to that new play experience is something that Steve did that now I'm trying to adopt because I had a fantastic time yesterday. I had a fantastic time when I've been playing Magic the Gathering. Uh, I had another buddy of mine who was on stream. So we stream at 7 p.m. on Sunday nights uh, at twitch.tv slash SVP podcast. We played StarCraft II Cooperative last night. I have thought about StarCraft II in a while, and it's not a game that I would have thought of, but he was like, hey, would you be interested in playing this? And because I'm in this mindset where I'm trying to say yes to more games, at least in the uh, in the short term, uh, I ended up having a great time. We giggled a whole hell of a lot, and even though the, the product on stream was a little bit uh, not great because I'm not a super StarCraft player, and there's a, like, there's a there's a skill set to playing that game, like a very specific skill set to playing that game, and it does not lend itself to learning the skill set while you're trying to talk at the camera at the same time. So uh, even with that being said, I had a fantastic time, and I'm I'm going to try to keep that in mind as I move forward in my nerding life, even though I know that it might lead to more crap in my basement. <laughs> so yeah, so from the bottom of my heart, Steve, like seriously, thanks so much for being so open to adopting a game that I had fallen no, in love with. Thank you, man. You had I... no reason to try other than your I disagree. You know, I, douchey friend. The reason was to. I got to hang out with my friend. I got and like you said, I got to play a game that I genuinely enjoy and I mean yeah, like you you had recently suggested to me, um, Warcaster. Warcaster. Yep. I have been delving into that, trying to figure <laughs> out because I, I mean, it doesn't take much. Like I said, advertising works. What well, looks good? Uh, what, what, do, what do you like so far? I, I'm a little torn. So on, um, on the one hand, I like the idea behind, uh, and I'm totally blanking on all the faction names right now. Uh, the guys that are basically the brown coats. Marcher like, worlds. Yeah, the marcher worlds. That's right. I, I, I like the idea behind them like but as far as you know for me th there's a certain amount of aesthetics to these games yeah um, absolutely 100 percent. and i kind of uh i kind of like the uh evil empire looking guys the eternium continuum thank you <laughs> um i just kind of like the the way they look a little yeah, better yeah um as far as the models go and I mean, same thing with the other with the alien dudes, the Imperians. Yes, um, I like so I like them because, uh, well, frankly, because of uh, the whole thought process behind it. In a weird way, it kind of made me think of like they're a continuation of um, of convergence. They uh, are the convergence of Cyrus. They and I'm are. Like, well, I play those guys, so I kind of want to continue their 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 line. You know. Sure. So I'm I'm very torn, but I've I've been looking at all the stuff and and yeah, you know here here I am, uh, looking to get into a new a new thing and and play a new game. Now that being said, uh, I have a sort of uh, not not opposite, but in the times that I've run into the, the negative aspects of this of of you know, uh, trying something new so to speak. Yeah. Every now and again, 
you do end up with a game that kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember you telling me a story about uh, the first time that you played Ticket to Ride and how stupid that game was to you. 100% what I was just <laughs> going to bring up. Yes. Yes. Like how you end up spending like 20 minutes just building railroads and you're like, this fucking sucks. How are you guys entertained? What am I, a railroad baron in 1850? Jesus, what the fuck? Be, that would be more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, how are you going to find out what you don't like, too? So uh, Exactly. You know. Exactly. You know, I keep um, telling my kids to eat, you know, eat different foods, and they keep saying no. How can I say no to trying out new, you know, new and different games? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I should try to do it in a financially responsible kind of a way, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah, <laughs> you know. Like the new met set set of magic came out. Go buy that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you go no, buy that. I got enough. I got enough. Warcaster. It'll be fine. Ah, uh, so you don't um, have to buy the Warcaster. I got a whole other army. Got to put together. So. Uh, so to sum up, uh, ticket to ride is trash. Yeah. <laughs> ticket to ride is trash. <laughs> but don't let that be the only thing. But that don't you let that don't stop try me. or that you try. <laughs> Uh, because, uh, the, you might, yeah, you might, you might, you might go digging for gold and actually find something. Uh, and, and, <laughs> you know, I, I've had a couple of friends that I've been able to introduce to War Machine and some of my fondest memories with some of them are, are playing, playing War Machine. You know, uh, I'm, I, I'll be heading out the Save vs. Poison podcast. We'll be heading to Warfare Weekend in November. At least one of us, possibly two of us. Uh, for for a fun weekend of Privateer Press gaming fun and frivolity, and uh, um, I'm really looking forward to that trip because I've made some friends at these conventions that, you know, uh, I we share recipes, we we you know check in on each other's lives, you know the, these are these do not have to be passing, uh, you know passing friendly dalliances. These can be you know deeper relationships that you share with people all across the world you know and I, I know a couple of guys in, uh i know know a couple of guys in australia i know a couple of guys in in ireland i know uh you know a bunch of guys from the from the midwest from the pacific northwest all of them that show up for this kind of game so so yeah yeah leave yourselves open to 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 these new kind of new kind of gaming experiences uh you know especially if you can do it on the cheap uh that that's almost always going to be the best way to do things but um but yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Ticky, do you do you have uh, thoughts, anecdotes uh... on uh, on saying yes to new things? I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. just that's growth. If you yeah. if you if you don't say yes to new things, then you're, I mean, you're going to be stuck where you are for a while. You'd be like anachronistic. It's it's not very um, it's not very fun. I I still say say yes to some old things, but sure, um, sure. yeah. Every once in a while, I have a friend who says, "Hey, you got to try out this game," and I'm like, "Oh, all right." Uh, I'll sure I'll spend fifteen bucks in part of my weekend. Yeah, I mean you 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 bought. We had a we had some talk uh, on the uh, on the cast about the fact that you bought into the Hunt a Killer thing, which I mean, as far as a financial thing is is yeah. Not, there are some other ways great, to do but, that, sure. Well, and that no, was yeah. I, I that mean, was. I mean, you said you said yes, and you had a good time, even though like you know financially it was it was it was pretty expensive it was it was pretty awful financially speaking uh for the way that i did it but um yeah that's one uh one example um for sure i think there was a there was the one where danny was you know you know 
getting Neo 2, and I was like, all right. Oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hop on that, and we can play that together, and, and things like that. And it's, you know, it's... Uh, so, uh, I mean, I don't do a lot of research myself for games. Sure. Um, I kind of rely upon, like, you know, friends uh, to kind of, you know, come through and say, hey, you should play this or play that. Um, so that's what I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're not, if you're not saying yes to new things, you're just not going to grow. You're not going to experience, uh, really some of the better things that are out there. Just stagnating. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And, and by the way, there are going to be some bad things too. You're going to play some really shitty video games. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to hop on that train and say, I don't even like fighting games, but Samurai Showdown 2 was something from my youth. And oh my God, I suck at this. I'm going to turn it off now. You're going to say yes to werewolves on wheels and then immediately <laughs> yeah. regret your decision after is the episode. There, that the will happen, over. but that is still growth. That is still, that is how we learn. Um, it turns out we, uh, we as a species are like, uh, sadly, we're like, oh, we got, you know, put a fucking fork in a wall socket or you put your hand on the stove and you're like, oh my God, heat, bad. Electricity, bed, er, Frankenstein. That's that is part of how we grow as people. Um, sadly, um, but it's not always bad. It's not always bad. Sometimes we get really good stuff that comes through. Um, sometimes our friends really, you know, have like some great ideas, or they've done some research and they tell us about some new things. So, speaking of uh, saying yes to things that you may regret later, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tiki's takes. <laughs> Take it yeah. away, Tiki! Uh, so tonight we're talking about a movie called Shocking Dark, um, which, if you were to look up on IMDb, will come back to you as Terminator 2. This is a uh, Aliens ripoff uh, that has a cyborg in it. So let's go back on that one really quick. Shocking Dark is Terminator 2. Is it played by Lance Henriksen? No, there is no, there are no famous actors in this whatsoever, and in fact, uh, there are several actors, uh, actresses who did only this movie and then disappeared forever. Um, and in fact, there's like, there's a, there's like an implied story of like one of the lead actresses from this who like now does like financial work or something like that, like research for uh, firms in uh, Boston, and like I guess like the way that the, the tone I got from the comment was kind of a leave her the hell alone kind of thing. Like she doesn't want to be bothered about this or anything else. Anyway, so yes, this movie is a uh, it's it was it was made as a way to cash in on the Terminator franchise as a whole. Uh, it's directed by um, it's directed by Bruno Mattei and is supposed to be the unofficial sequel to um, to Terminator. Now you're going to ask yourselves. But why haven't we seen this in the states before? And the answer to that is, it's not even though this was made customs. back in the, it's it's <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. They got sued so bad they couldn't really get this thing out of out of like European hell. So I think 2016 is when it was finally released for like like the Blu-ray in the states. But prior to that, you just couldn't get it in the U.S. Um, and so it basically sat like in like you know kind of like a uh, uh, an off shelf. Uh, European branding hell for like 20 some odd years. Um, the writer of this one, I actually, I actually did some research on this guy. His name is Claudio Fragasso. And uh, this guy is like no real stranger to changing his name for movie credits. Basically like trying to avoid... Okay, so here's here's an example. Here's two examples. Um, he's made two movies. One of them is w women's prison massacre. And the other one is violence in women's prison. And both times he's credited as Olivier Lefort. So 
my theory is this guy is basically trying to avoid blame or credit <laughs> or something <laughs> for the stuff for the work he's done. Um, our movie, of course, uh, like every other aliens, kind of like rip off because that's what this, it's that's like the hardest part about this is you're like it's Terminator two, sure it is, except that it has nothing to do with Terminator. It's or an aliens the number two, <laughs> or the number two. There's there's a slight hint at at Terminator later, but we'll get to that. Um, all right, so there's a Ripley uh, played in this one, and that is actually by a lady named Haven Tyler. This is the only movie she made. She now works in uh, Boston, I believe, and yes, we should all just leave her alone. There's no reason <laughs> to call people about this. I don't like it when people call me and ask me about the shit that I fucked up in my youth. It's only fair. <laughs> it's only fair. Okay, so... Mistakes were made. <laughs> mistakes were made. All right, so uh, I'm gonna go through like the um, I'm gonna go through like kind of like a list of like good guys, bad guys, and all that. So we've got a Ripley character uh, who's actually named Sarah. She doesn't have a last name, but if she did, I would think that'd be Connors. <laughs> I'm seriously not kidding. There's like Sarah there's, not Connors? even trying. Sarah, like her name is Sarah, and you're like like Sarah Connors, and they're like. Uh, no, totally somebody different. <laughs> Olivier wrote the script for this, and it doesn't do that at all. Um, yeah, the Sarah antagonists Conrad. are... rad. <laughs> are, uh, uh, before we get too far in that, we need to talk about the setting. So this is Italy in the year 2020, and a toxic cloud has gone over the top of Italy, and it is basically made the entire city, not Italy, sorry, Venice, uh, made Venice uh, uninhabitable. Um, there's also been flooding, like the canals have flooded more up. More flooding. <laughs> yes, this has happened again. There's even more flooding that has happened in Venice. So you kind of like open with a scene of like guys patrolling the streets of Venice, like like soldiers or cops or something, wearing gas masks. Soldier caps. Um, they, like those guys get, by the way, those guys get killed. And then like, that's not really ever addressed again. Like these two dudes just get killed <laughs> out in this, out, like, like something kills like a monster, but yeah, like, it's not really discussed. Goddamn. Probably did. The antagonist of this movie is an evil corporation, uh, and I'm not I'm not making this up. You can look this up if you don't believe me. A a, a evil corporation called the Tubular Corporation. <laughs> it was made. It was uh, popularized by uh, surfer culture in uh, the 1960s. <laughs> That's 70s, what I was 80s. thinking too. Tubular dude. Was tubular culture. Oh my god! Like those bad the, the bad guys, right? Gentlemen, um, I gotta and then, sign off a little early. No problem, man. All right. All right, later. Take care, I'll bud. catch you guys next time. Thanks yep. for being on. Uh, let's see here. There's uh, some monsters uh, in the movie as well. Like This is like we get into the aliens aspect. They're mostly made out of what, as far as I could tell, um, um, paper mache and kitchen utensils. Um, the disappointing thing is on some of the box art covers and in some parts of the movie for like a brief second, these things look like Lovecraftian, like squid-faced monsters. But the movie, like, will show one of those and then flash, and then the monsters look nothing like that now. It's just an egg beater. It's yeah, it's just like yeah, like really like, like I don't know if they just if they were using footage from another film. That's that's very possible given that this is an Italian ripoff. Um, but that was kind of like one of those things that I noticed. It was really annoying. Um, anyway, they have um, inside the uh, the inside the uh, the base or this this the underground city because they've. Because in Venice, when the cloud encapsulated Venice, and then the floods happened, everybody moved underground. It doesn't make any sense, but let's just keep moving. 
why would you move underground? It's it's like there's all this water above us. Everybody dig. It's okay um, to drown in your house. No big deal. Yeah. So uh so in the in the in the uh in the movie the, there is a distress call. There are some scientists, researchers who are working on some of tubulars something or others. Um and they send out a distress call, at which point in time that engages these marines, uh, which are called Megaforce. Not kidding about that. That's actually the title of the Marine. <laughs> the Marine unit is Megaforce. They wear rather brightly colored uh, gray and yellow uniforms with I what looks like starched shoulder pads, like shoulder pads that's like stand up and out a little bit. Um, very impractical in terms of uniforms, and uh, they get ready to head into the underbelly of of the polluted and all but abandoned Venice, Italy. Um, the backstory that they give. Um, about some of this is, uh, well, actually just says, uh, where we are now is this underground area that's now abandoned. It's being used by scientists to do research of some sort. And as they're getting ready to head into the underground area, it becomes like glaringly obvious that this is just like a power plant. That's all that this is that they either like convince somebody to let them film in a power plant <laughs> Or they waited for it, or, or they waited for a shift change, yeah. and, and, <laughs> they, and just, they, they snuck onto, onto the premises. <laughs> so that's the only way. That's what I keep on thinking, and that when I I always stereotype about Italians, I'm like, it was probably the latter. It's probably just the fact that they knew nobody was coming back. Like lunchtime rolled up, and they were like, oh man, these guys aren't going to be back for like three hours. Let's go get this done. Um. So the, 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 the group that's going to go into the tunnels now to try and rescue these scientists consists of Megaforce. Megaforce. Uh, Megaforce. I thought they were going to be called the Tubular Marines, but no. Uh, no, 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 no. Megaforce Tubular is a corporation. Really Megaforce is something, something. something. Uh, I actually don't know like, like who they were. Like They're part of the Italian military, I guess. Mega I military. Their uniforms do look spiffy. The yellow and gray does... I mean, it looks good. It would look great in, like, Buck Rogers. It just looks ridiculous for a bunch of Marines who are getting ready to, to ship out. Uh, uh, the, an Italian the, power the, station? <laughs> yeah, like an Italian power station. Um, you know, that actually does make, like, a lot more sense when I think about the fact they're using a locker room, and that's kind of how they introduce all the characters, the same way they did in Aliens. Uh, they have an actress named uh, Goretta Goretta. I'm not kidding. That is her first and last name. It is Goretta Goretta. She plays the sergeant of the uh, of the Marines, and she has a whole lot of like big lines. She really loud, very big presence. Uh, makes fun of the Marines, you know, questions the masculinity. Right. Like rips into one guy for being Italian and being a, a greaser. <laughs> it's like oh, some wow. real. Eventually, but, get but some does real... it in Italian? No, no, no. This is all English. She does that. Oh. She does that. She does that one. And I was like, oh, wow. So we're just kind of going with some mild racism here. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, so uh, my favorite thing, uh, aside from her, like, over-the-top performance as this as this, uh, this Marine sergeant, this Megaforce sergeant, is that she's the first one to strap on a gun. She gets the shotgun, and she walks around with, like, pointing just, like, just perpendicular to her body, like, just horizontally out. And she walks around with this gun, just swinging in everybody's direction. Like, all the people. Like, guys are, like, just tying their shoes. She's, like, talking about that and walking around with a shotgun. Like, like she's going <laughs> to blow somebody away. Um, fortunately, she does. Or maybe, unfortunately, she doesn't. 
Uh, so there's the there's the Megaforce Marines. There's uh, the uh, uh, Ripley character, Sarah, who, um, to be honest, I'm not really sure why they brought her along. I think it was something like, oh, she can turn a screwdriver and make this one valve turn off or something. You have to come with us. So so she does. And then, like, this other guy who shows up in, like, I mean, like, the way I've described everybody else's uniforms and everything, this guy's uniform is, like, black with, like, red piping, like, dark red piping that stands out. And he's wearing, like, this, like, this freaking, like, hardcore, like, military-style hat, and he's got this really hard look on his face, like he's just getting ready to murder babies or something. <laughs> and they're like, you can't come with us. He's like, I'm with the Tribute of the Corporation, and, you know, you have to let me... And it's like, it's like, that guy is so clearly the bad guy. <laughs> like, like, he's like so obviously the bad guy. He's evil. So they, the Marines go into the tunnels. Uh, they fight the alien, the quote unquote aliens that are down there. Uh, like I said, a series of spatulas and some paper mache, uh, which mostly consists of the Marines running around and shouting and shooting, but they move from room to room. And they, they don't move in any kind of organized fashion, really. They keep, like, having people that are just straggling that keep on falling off and all of that. Um, their captain eventually gets uh, gets hit in the chest, so he has, like, a sucking chest wound. And they're yes. like, somebody's like, got to put pressure on it. And they, like, you know. Anyway, he's somehow living through that, sort of. Um, and as the Marines are getting wiped out one by one by one by one, their sergeant, Greta uh, Greta. Greta uh, she like there's this like strange scene and I and I and I think this is there to like try to develop character, uh-huh. but she she turns to one of the other Marines as they're as they're like kind of like on patrol like look out for monsters and aliens and stuff and she's like hey I got something to show you and she reaches in her shirt and she pulls out from her bra a picture. Now I will let you guess what you think that picture is. Remember this is character building moment. Uh, of her child. Wrong. Oh, I got it wrong. Of her nope. dog. Nope. Of her mistress? No, that would have been interesting too. No, it is actually a postcard of Venice before the before the flood and the poison uh... cloud. Now, why this particular moment, at this particular scene, <laughs> with this particular activity going on? <laughs> All right, we're going on patrol. Hey, I want to show you something. <laughs> postcard. Like this is what is life? There's like so many questions. Why are you carrying that in your bra? Why is that? You have pockets. Like (laughs) uniforms have pockets. Like why why would you? Why do you? And then why are you showing it to people? Like why is this a thing? Like I don't know. And why isn't it something more significant? Why isn't it something like seriously? Why isn't it your child, your dog, your mistress, your family? I don't know. Like the captain who just got shot. Why isn't it somebody? Why is it just this picture of this city, like, like right outside? She once had a really nice espresso and tiramisu there. <laughs> Must have been something that's like it, that. That's it. Um, so the so the the strike team comes across the researchers that sent the original signal. They indicate that there is something sketchy going on with the uh, the tubular corporation, and the marine captain who now has a sucking chest wound is like, "All right, we'll move on to the like operations room and try and figure out what these guys are talking about." Because that's what happens when you've got a sucking chest wound. Yep, that's exactly what you should be doing. So instead of going back to getting medical help, he's like, "We'll push forward." Um, well, there's like no more aliens, luckily, but they and like and like of course the dude from the tubular corporation is like, "You can't do this. This is against protocol, and you've got a sucking chest wound and stuff like that." And 
whatever. They get to the so operating room. Sounds like room. a hero. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they get to the they get to the and I'm, and I and I kid you not, there's this like they're like we're gonna find and the, and the, and even the guy from Tubular is like, what are you expecting to find here? You know, because like Tubular abandoned this facility years ago, and they're like all the files would have been wiped, and all of the all the files, you know, all the files in the computer systems would have been wiped, all the files themselves would have been destroyed, you know, or or been taken with them. There's like nothing to see here, and like uh, oh, and I there is one other character I forgot to mention they did find. So they find a young girl whose name is Samantha, definitely not Newt, <laughs> but yes. And now the Ripley character has a young girl. She is moving around with these Marines. So as they take her, they take this group, right? I mean, it's it's like ridiculous. Like it's like Sarah Connors and Newt are now working to get out of the alien-infested building. To be honest, if you had just said to me, you know, I watched a movie that was one half alien, one half predator, and it was really good, I I could have believed you. Uh, there are no movies that are one half alien, one half predator, though. They're all terrible. Or sorry, uh, one half, uh, one half alien, one one half, half Terminator. Terminator. Sorry, I, yeah, I would have. You know what's really funny is I actually believed it too when I was like, oh my god, it's like Terminator Two, and then I was like, oh, it's like aliens, but it's got Terminator in. It's and but it's it's I like stupid. It. <laughs> yeah, but it's like really really stupid. Like the characters are all awful. Like okay, so they rip off aliens so bad they catch up to one of the guys who was captured by the aliens, quote unquote, and he is in some sort of weird egg sack hanging off the wall. And they're like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Kill I'm me." I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, kill me. Uh, look, there's even a scene where like two of the Marines, two of the Megaforce people like hold up and they like pull the pins on their grenades and they're like, here come the monsters. We're going to buy our friends some time. And like, it's, it's exactly, they even die the same way as they did in aliens. It's that much of a ripoff. Now we've got a newt character who, for whatever reason comes on and goes game over, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, none of the Marines. Well, that's the difference though, is the Marines themselves, the Megaforce guys, they don't really actually have names for the most part. Um, they might have a rank associated with their character, but their character is literally listed as like soldier number one, soldier number two, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> clearly they were going to live through this. Um, <laughs> Just put them in red shirts, bitches. Okay, so so we, so we get up to the control room. This is like, it's almost, we're getting up to the climax here, right? Get to the control room. Tubular bad guy is like, you can't, you won't find anything here. The Tubular Corporation is, is without flaw, without fail, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Newt, uh, like, like taps like a button on something and it literally plays a shareholder presentation about how tubular is now polluting the air and flooding Venice in order to raise stock prices and how shareholders should go about taking advantage of this. I, I, I 100%, this is like just so much exposition. It's like a, just just barfs just, it out just, right just there. You're like bomb of uh, of of cliche anti corporate. stuff. You're not gonna find any information on this here. And like this one girl is like, I push button. If I, keep I in mind, this button is, the, is why jokey. I push button. <laughs> yeah. By the way, she talks. She's not like Newt. Where like she's all quiet. Newt in this movie like talks a lot. But they mostly you have to remember that Venice, this is mostly this is a this is a time period where VHS tapes were the norm for video recording. Right. Which means that for her to have pushed a button 
to activate the VHS tape, it would have had to have been queued up on that exact on that segment. exact spot, yeah. <laughs> like, like, there was just like a confession waiting to play by this corporation. Like, hey, get everything out of here. We don't want to be blamed for this later. Uh, hey, uh, Beth, can you go ahead and put the tape back in, make sure that that's set exactly where it needs to be in case a little girl walks by? That's what all corporations Thank do, you. man. That's what all corporations do. So like, yeah, not even a paper trail. It was like just video evidence. I was like, oh my god, like it's right there. So uh, then the tubular guy goes absolutely bonkers and starts murdering everybody. Um, and it's like this totally crazy scene. And somebody finally they shoot him and he doesn't go down because he's he a cyborg. Yes, he's a he's a cyborg who terminates things like a terminator. My my shock is uh, uh... yeah. Nobody saw this coming. I yeah. know. So this yeah, guy, uh, he like so. he starts tearing through everything and like killing. He kills like all of the Megaforce guys, and he chases after uh, Sarah and Newt, and they're running away. And and like the the chick who's playing Sarah, like she's got a shotgun, and this guy is like the Terminator guy is like, you don't understand. I'm immortal, and she shoots at him. She uh, she exposes some wiring that falls on top of him and electrocutes him, and shuts him down for a few seconds and knocks him all the way down these stairs. Uh, like evidently immortality stops you know. when you get uh, <laughs> stops you get slightly shocked. Well, then he comes after them again, and she's used up all the shotgun ammo, so she uses a fire extinguisher, and the fire extinguisher <laughs> shuts him down. Not it only has, does it shut, it has wonderful anti-terminator <laughs> technology just, in it. It's like there's just foam, like just foam going all over this guy, and then he falls over this railing and drops like six stories. Now. The porno when version say, of this movie is really good, too. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so so as he's falling, as the dummy is falling, and this is another one of those things about how cheaply done this was, or maybe they were on a time crunch because people were coming back from lunch. Uh, the dummy is falling off the top, and they're filming it. It hits another railing, and the head flies right off. I mean, it's very obvious. And then hits the ground. And then they, like, flash to that actor laying on the ground and, like, waking up as the Terminator. And it's like, well, no, 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 your, your head just popped off a second ago. <laughs> like, everybody just saw that. And when I was thinking about it, I'm like, there's got to be, like, that access area. You've, you like, four floors up or something like that, or five floors up. You could just carry the dummy back up there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, could, you could try this shot again. Nope. But okay. no. Cut, cut and print. All right. All right. So here's where it gets really intense. Newt and Sarah are fleeing from the uh, the the Terminator who is set. Her he is not now Newt. <laughs> it's yeah, that's right. It's Samantha, Samantha and Sarah are fleeing from the Terminator. He sets off a self destruct sequence to blow up all the evidence, which I guess is that one VHS tape. Um, and uh, he is chasing after them. They run. They actually, uh, uh, Sarah and Samantha get caught in a slide. Uh, I kid you not. It's like a greased up slide. Uh -huh. And they go down and, and Sarah's like, our only hope is to get inside those time machines. And they run and they jump inside a time machine. And then they move uh, back in time to 1980. And I know what you're thinking. There's a lot of thoughts here, right? There's uh, a lot just, of questions. First I, of all... I, I can't stop thinking thoughts and questions. <laughs> First of all, Why did I where the hell did time machines come from? <laughs> where did time machines come from? From <laughs> like, the why, future. Why, why, why are there suddenly time machines? That makes no sense at all. Why hasn't anyone used these in the past? And, I don't know. Go back and stop the toxic cloud. Uh, there's there's so many questions. of you know. Uh, so they, they go back... Uh, they go back in time, and it turns out the Terminator followed them. 
and they fight the Terminator. And at one point in time, like Sarah breaks a bottle and slices the Terminator's face, and I mean, just takes off like, like the what is it like the left hand side of his face, just slices it off clean, like a big like a like a patch of skin just falls off, and it, it's a one hell of a knife. Uh, I mean, broken sure. bottle. Uh, we they do run with broken bottle all the time. They run away some more, and that's when Sarah reveals that she's actually had what looks like uh, it's it. It depends. So I've read some different people's reviews, and there's some different theories in this. You um, either this device this. that uh, either this device she has is a Game Boy, uh, or and this is what it looks like to me. It looks like a large. It goes like those uh, batteries you get, those lithium-based batteries you get to like you know restart your car. Sure. Looks kind of like one of those, but she like you know has like buttons and lights on it. And she pushes some buttons and she throws it over to the Terminator, who inexplicably catches it. Like, <laughs> here's a bomb, and he's like, "Aha! I've got that." You don't. Oh crap, bomb! He turns so anyway, it on and it starts playing the Mario theme song, doesn't it? It it, uh, it it turns out it shoots electricity and then it uses a lot of stock footage of what I can only imagine being volcanoes, and then it destroys him. And that's kind of like where the movie ends, and it just it just it leaves it in such a nonsensical fashion, uh, in, in in every way possible. How dare you? This is this is Italian art at its finest. It's 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 like it's like you know what I you know what I really believe is like Bruno Mattei was at some point in time talking to uh, uh, the writer and was like, "Hey, uh, we've got a Terminator in this, right?" And he's like, "Um, yeah, that guy's gonna be the Terminator." And like, "Oh, cool. Uh, does he travel in time? Because Terminators travel through time." And, and he's if like, he doesn't travel in time, it's not a Terminator. <laughs> got it. I got an idea for the script now. Okay, I wasn't too sure how to wrap this whole thing up. I think I got an idea. You're gonna like. <laughs> you're you're gonna like, love it. <laughs> you're gonna love it. Like. There are time machines in this facility. Why? There's reasons. <laughs> well, where would you keep your time machines? <laughs> There's so many things. Why would you still have time machines? If the Tubular Corporation was here before, and they took all their documentation and their stuff with them, why wouldn't they just use the time machines? Why, would they, why wouldn't they decommission them? <laughs> why are you looking for plot holes here? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Fool's so errand. terrible. Oh my god, it's just so awful. Like, anyway, so that was, uh... Let me make sure I've got my notes. Don't watch this movie, kids. Uh, I have a suggestion for you. I suggest you watch a movie called Night Watchmen. It is available on Prime, and it is glorious. It's a zombie apocalypse movie where Night Watchmen at a mall have to go about dealing with the zombies. Now, here's the twist. The zombies are all clowns. I know, right? So if you got a if you got a total fear of clowns, this movie is going to totally mess with you. But yeah, I, I I really kind of like I got to the end of the movie, and I don't want to see the ending felt tacked on, but it felt really tacked on. Like how dare you? Like like why would you? Why would you draw the line there? The movie felt tacked on to reality. Well, there's yeah, there's like the, there's a, there's got to be that point in time where James Cameron is like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sue you guys for ripping off aliens, and like John Garvin, United States. And then John Carpenter is like, uh, I'm going to sue him for ripping off Terminator? Is that, we're doing that too? Both, both of us. They did it. Wow. <laughs> I, I feel like John Carpenter, all he's got to do is just add Kurt Russell to that movie. And to be honest, we could probably make a go out of it, except it would be quite a bit more tongue in cheek and he'd have to, uh, play, uh, as, uh, uh, the, the plus side is, uh, 
all we have to do is we find a uh, another Italian uh, power plant or manufacturing site, show up during the lunch break, gorilla film this thing. I think we could. We're do done. It. We're yeah. We're done. We're done by. We're done within three hours. <laughs> we made it. We made a two hour and fifty five minute long movie <laughs> in three hours. <laughs> it's like you're just done with all the cuts and edits. You're you're done with all those all the all the shots you wanted to get. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're golden now. Yeah, we're not gonna edit. No, 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 no editing. Uh, somebody, we have what we have. I'm happy somebody call it. uh somebody call Goretta Goretta and let her know we're doing this. It's, we're doing a sequel. It's Goretta. We're on. <laughs> this one's gonna be called Shocking Dark Two or Terminator Three. Also uh... possible. They live. Part three point five. Only if Roddy also Roddy also possible. Up. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Velociraptor <Fucking> injections. <laughs> All right. Yeah, speaking of uh, things that have gone on way too long. Oh yeah, we have. Yeah. We're gonna end this show like we do by shouting out to the mutuals, mutual support groups. We hope you turn to in your time of need. Alcoholics Anonymous, AA.org, 212-870-3400. Moderation Management, Moderation.org, 212-871-0974. Secular AA, SOS, Sobriety.org, 323-693-1633. Smart Recovery, SmartRecovery.org, 440-951-5357. And Women for Sobriety, WomenForSobriety.org, 215-536-8026. From all of us here at the Save vs. Poison podcast, Steve had to take off a little early because he's uh, got to put the baby down. I'm Will. I'm Tiki. And we wish you warm, creamy regards. Good night, everybody. Oh, 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 oh